Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Really need bees, so oh, bees are cool. Yeah, yeah. like everyone, don't bees. think we're not being sympathetic to bees. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the shit show. Now, this episode was supposed to be recorded in an actual podcast studio, wasn't it, Squishy? Exactly. It was meant to be, you know, 100% professional. Our, our foray into the the world of professional studios and. And I feel like it's kind of good that we didn't get there because that's a lot of pressure to, exactly, <laughs> to yeah. be in a studio. So let's just push it out a wee while. What happened this morning, Nick? Where are you going? What's the tea? I'm on my way to San Francisco via Auckland. Um, but last night my flight was cancelled from Blenheim to Auckland. So I'd have a slightly later one, but that's okay. I'm here now. I've got a couple of hours until my, my next big flight. So... So we're using those few hours to record, like to do what we love doing the most in the world, naturally, to record an episode of the podcast for you. Now, Nick, tell the listeners, while you're over in the States, you are going to continue to be co-hosting the shit show, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. I'll be coming at you from all sorts of different locations, hopefully. I actually can't wait for you to be able to update all the listeners on where you are and what you're doing. That'll yeah. be so fun. Are we hopefully, fun? Hopefully they care. Well, who oh, cares? No. That's kind of our job is to just like... Make them. <laughs> we just tell them stuff. If it doesn't land, fine. Anyway, Nick, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? My weirdest thing is topical for two reasons. Right. Um, the first reason is I'm going to San Francisco. Well, by the time you hear this, probably I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And the second reason is because he calls himself the pro-life Spider-Man. Um, okay. Now, has the world gone too far? So, yes, it has. We know, we know it has. <laughs> we know it has. Um, So a 22-year-old who calls himself the pro-life Spider-Man was arrested Tuesday after free climbing to the top of Salesforce Tower, which is like the tallest building in California. Um, He was hoping to raise money for anti-abortion charities, so I don't know. Did he raise any money? Well, I don't know, and apparently he didn't even know about the Roe v. Wade thing. So just this pro-life fucking arachnid deciding to climb up the thing just any day of the week. (laughs) Okay. It was just another Tuesday for him. I mean, really topical considering what I am basically going to explain to everyone today, which is the latest in the US huge story about um, potentially overturning the right to abortion over there. But mm. before that, let me tell you about something else weird that I saw on the internet this week. Well, actually, I saw it in real life and then Flo, my flatmate, told me about a TikTok she'd seen about it. So, Nick... Do you know who makes Wheat Bix? Mr. Bix. Do you know the company that makes Wheat Bix? Sanitarium. Yes. And Sanitarium also put on my most dreaded, but a lot of Kiwi kids' favourite um, 
what event the Wheat Bix Triathlon? It was the highlight of my my sporting year. I'm gonna say the anxiety before getting into the water because you'd start with the swim and like holy fuck, like that shit is terrifying. I did so bad in the swim and so bad in the run, but man, I creamed. Oh, on the same. Bike. I could smash the bike. Could not, we couldn't really do this one very well. Anyway, sanitarium. We were driving past it and Flo was like to me, Lucy, I saw a TikTok on sanitarium the other day. I was like, go off. What What was it about, Flo? And she said, sanitarium is owned wholly by the Seventh-day Adventist church. Mm-hmm. And because they are registered as a church and a charity, they pay no income tax. Crazy, eh? Despite being one of, like, well, I don't know if it's one of the biggest, but a huge company in New Zealand, like, reeling in billion, reeling in millions of dollars. For those who don't know, a lot of wheat bicks get sold in New Zealand. Oh, and in Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's like Australia and New Zealand sanitariums across them both. Apparently, like, we say Kiwi kids are wheat bicks kids, they say Aussie kids are wheat bicks kids. I was devastated when I yeah. found that out. Devos. So the reason that they can be a registered charity is because they quote unquote advance religion. There's like four pillars that you have to one of four pillars you have to tick to register as a charity. And so they don't pay income tax because apparently like the whole idea is that the money that they would pay in income tax is going towards like charitable causes. Yeah, like good in the community. But that shit's dumb as hell. If we're all paying tax, if Cisco as a company is paying tax and happy to do so, good roads, good healthcare, whatever, Mm -hmm. so happy to, sanitarium, sanitarium should be as well. I think so too. Um, also something interesting that I found while I was researching this, because I want to write about it, but I just haven't found the time this week, is that John Harvey Kellogg, who is part of the Kellogg's family, his brother started Kellogg's, the basically Sanitarium's rival cereal brand, and there was a huge rumour, because he's also, he's like a famous doctor, and he's also part of the Seventh-day Adventist church, there's a rumour that he invented cornflakes in the hope that it would stop people from masturbating. Have you heard this rumour? Yeah, and it hasn't it hasn't worked, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's worked. Honestly, I eat kelloggs all the time and I'm horny as fuck, so I'm like, what the hell? No, so, but, but this, like, these were John Harvey Kellogg's thoughts. He, like, did sort of want to stop people masturbating, but that wasn't the reason that cornflakes were invented. Cornflakes were essentially invented to give you some sustenance, like, in hospital, because um, his brother, because... Because he was a doctor and he wanted people to have health and blah, blah, blah. Um, And his brother was the one that actually started the company. So it's sort of two different things that one article brought together and was like, the guy that invented catalogs wanted you to stop masturbating, so he made cornflakes. That's more than I've ever wanted to know about catalogs. True. But just weird that two weird things about cereals, Mm. right? And the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And Seventh-day Adventist Church. And don't worry, because at some point in my life, when I find some time, I will do a newsletter section on this. Nick, can I start with my news story this week? Just because I think it's yeah. the most important yeah, of thing to talk about. So you've probably heard about it by now. Biggest news of the week. If you're a newsletter reader, then you've heard my thoughts on it already. But I just thought, we have the shit show to explain the world. Mm -hmm. This is something that probably needs explaining. So a few days ago, Politico broke the story that the Supreme Court are planning on overturning Roe v. Wade. Now, Roe v. Wade was a landmark decision that made it a constitutional right to get an abortion in the US. I just want to preface that... This is a massive, massive deal. 
first of all, it's like unprecedented that a document from the Supreme Court was leaked. And this document was like a majority opinion, which means that basically the majority of people on the Supreme Court voted that Roe v. Wade should be overturned. And then one of the judges, Judge Alito, was tasked with writing the opinion as to why. I also should preface that this is not a final opinion. This is a draft opinion, but the final opinion, which is due to come out like in a month or so, could look extremely similar to this. It could look different, but this is like, this is one, a legitimate opinion. Two, this is a draft of what the final one could look like. So like, it is a huge deal and it's been certified. It's real. It looks like they are wanting to overturn Roe v. Wade. Also, it's helpful to know since 1994, less than a handful of countries have moved backwards on abortion rights. So the three that are most widely talked about um, for moving backwards is Poland, El Salvador, and Nicaragua. 58 countries have moved forward on abortion Mm. rights, being like, yep, your body, your right to choose. The US is extremely close to being like the fourth or fifth country that's actually moving backwards. And... For, like, the global superpower of, you know, the the trendsetters or whatever of the Western world, that is just, it, I don't want to say unprecedented again, but it's wild. So just a few quotes from the document that was leaked, and huge scoop for Politico. And we're going to get into, like, how this was leaked or who might have leaked it in just yeah. a bit, but huge, like, this is uh, a huge Yeah, I'm like, obviously, you said before, I've never heard of anything from the su- Supreme Court being leaked like this. I know. So it's like massive, massive story. Um, One of the quotes from the document was, it is time to heed the constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Which is just like, bro, the issue of abortion is for the person seeking the abortion. It's like, the issue as well? Like, is it an issue? No, it's not. Who's made it an issue? Yeah, actually so true. The language here is really important. And yeah, um, leaving it to the people's elected representatives. Well, I don't think that's who should be in charge, but whatever. Um, And then the draft sort of continues to sort of say that the reason that they should overturn Roe v. Wade is because nothing in the Constitution says that you should be able to get an abortion. Abortion isn't mentioned in the Constitution. Okay, it's funny because I'm not a Supreme Court judge, and I'm sure they're really good at their jobs and know legal stuff. But, like, woman's not even in the Constitution. Like, When was like, the Constitution written? And who was it written by? And, like, there's so many words that aren't in the Constitution. Is the internet in the Constitution? No, it's crypto. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it is Florida? Like, I saw a tweet that was like, there are all these things that still exist that... um aren't in the constitution and Mm -hmm. we are still allowed to go to them use them anyway but um i'm not claiming to know more than the supreme court judges i'm just like that's quite an interesting thing to rely on um to be really really clear if this draft does go through then honestly reproductive rights in america can be rewritten almost Immediately. If Roe is overturned, does that mean abortion becomes illegal everywhere? Or is it up to each state? So, great question. I'm going to thank right now the New York Times for helping me answer these questions. Because, again, 
There is no me communicating it to you without the work of the people that actually know this shit. But, Nick, individual states still get to choose whether and when abortions would be legal. So some states would allow abortions to be legal. So basically it's putting it back in the hands of the reps of the states. Um, Some states have actually made provisions to make sure that if Roe v. Wade does get overturned, abortions will stay legal. But then there are states that have these things called trigger laws, which mean that as soon as Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortions become illegal in all those states. So they've already got that ready to go. Ready to... So that... Yeah. Just like, why do you care yeah, exactly, so much? Exactly. That's. I think that's what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. Why is that such a massive? I, Nick, I know. Like, you won't regulate big tech, social media. No way. Can't regulate it. People's bodies that want to have an abortion. Totally. I should make every decision in the world, even if I'm a dude, even if I'm just like have nothing to do with it. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Yeah. So basically, Nick, if this goes through, abortion, even though it's up to the states, would become illegal in about half of US states, which does make like two Americas. Mm. And just quickly while I'm thinking about it, who does this affect the most? Well, Republican states are probably going to say no to abortions here. Democratic states are probably going to say more likely to say, rather, yes, you can get abortions here. So people that live in democratic states, they can get abortions. People that live in republican states who are rich can travel to get abortions. But again, it's going to impact the people that are living in republican states that can't afford to travel to get an abortion. People that are disproportionately, like people of colour, younger, like people that have circumstances that mean that they can't access contraception. Like, Again, it's the people that, it's the same people that get fucking left behind every time. Exactly. So it's just going to make it a lot harder for people that need an abortion. You're going to have to travel. You're going to have to find a state. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the abortion clinics in these states that allow them. Yeah, right. So I've got a, you know, I've got a fair idea of what these states are going to be. But just for the <laughs> clarity, do you want to name a couple? Yeah. So I think, like I said, about half the states in the US are probably going to make abortion legal, which is terrifying. But of those 13 have the trigger laws that I mentioned earlier. So bands that they already have that are designed to go into effect, pull the trigger as soon as Roe v. Wade's overturned. States with these laws are Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, North and South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, of course, Utah, and Wyoming. And then, like I said, there's a few more that are likely to put uh, abortion bans in once or if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. And whenabouts would this happen, you reckon? So when the final opinion uh, comes out, which could be about a month away. or That's still pretty more, soon. Which right? is still pretty soon. If it is similar to this draft that we've seen, basically clinics 
would have to begin closing at, like immediately. So as soon as we know the final decision, those states, especially the ones with trigger laws, would have to close immediately. So it's a really, really quick change, and it's 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 like so fucked. I just want to keep reiterating that this is huge, and if it doesn't feel like it affects you, like. In some way or another, it will, or it should, or, like, this is actually shit you should care yeah. about. This is yeah. when I love having this platform, because I'm, like, not only is this, like, fucking scary for anyone that needs or wants an abortion, it's also just, like, an unprecedented, like, media event, the mm. way this was leaked. Speaking of the leak, do we know how it got out? Okay, so we don't. And this is what's, like, equally as fascinating and wild, but again... The New York Times have some theories, and I'm just going to, like, borrow from them because, again, they're way smarter than me. One theory is that it could have been, like, someone working for a liberal justice, like someone in within that realm that's seeking to sort of bring some public pressure upon the court. So they've seen this. I mean, naughty, but, like, thank you. Mm -hmm. They've seen this, and they're like, holy fuck, the public needs to know about this before it actually goes to the final draft, final opinion. Um, another theory is that one of the conservatives, one of the conservatives either in the Supreme Court or, or near it, um, orchestrated putting it out because they wanted to sort of get Americans used to the decision before it happened. Mm. I really hope the opposite effect happens, like instead of Americans getting used to it, because more Americans actually are pro-choice than they are pro-life. So I hope that more. Uh, I hope that it enrages them more than it's like, oh, okay, this is happening. I'm used to it now. But you know how we get fatigued? Like when things are in the media and we get fatigued by it, I really don't want that to happen. I want this to stay like fucked up. I don't want to normalize Well, I mean, it. If, it's, if it's only going to take a month between now yeah. and the decision, then hopefully there's not enough time for that. True. And then there have been like some other theories, but nothing is confirmed the only thing that's like really confirmed is that politico who broke the story have said they received the draft opinion from a person familiar with the court and the document so that is all we know about the actual leak is i should probably should note that like there is a chance that this draft will change by the time the final decision comes around public pressure might help that um I don't know. Again, we've not seen this before. Also, I should say that we knew that Roe v. Wade was um, being debated. It was debated a while ago, which is how the Supreme Court even got to vote on it, which is how the opinion was written up. Like, we knew that Roe v. Wade was under fire and was like, this was potentially happening. I think this has just, like, made it extremely real. And I think the draft was just really, really, like, we don't want Roe v. Wade in any way shape or form we want the states to decide so look at the end of the day we're gonna find out for reals in over a month we're gonna do another podcast about it i'm probably still gonna be just as enraged nick you probably are gonna be just as enraged Mm. i'm scared abortions aren't gonna stop people need abortions for just a multitude of different reasons or just want abortions and the thing is is it should be your choice in a lot of places It is your choice. America, what are you doing? Let's not end safe abortions, but let's maybe end my segment. I mean, I've got so many criticisms of the American political system, but just one, like, how has it come to, like, nine godlike figures almost can come to a decision like this? Like, how has it become so 
partisan. I know. And for anyone that doesn't know how it works, basically there's the Supreme Court, which has nine people who are meant to be non-biased, right? Nine justices, and they vote on these big constitutional issues. Um, It's a big deal to become a Supreme Court justice. And once you're there, you're there for good. Yeah, you're literally there for good, which is one of the problems, right? They're there through so many generations that, like, anyway, that's a whole other thing. They age out. And Donald Trump got to a point three. Yeah. And so he he got to choose. And the three people that he chose are exactly who you could imagine Donald Trump choosing. So you can only basically reappoint if the justice steps down or they die. And so uh, it just is such a shame that Donald Trump was there for three. We can forget about Donald Trump all we like, but these decisions that he has made stick with us. Yeah, like literally the dumbest fucking guy on earth is making these decisions and now they affect all of us. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now we're in a studio which costs money to hire with an audio engineer who we've got to pay and every week we're researching, scripting and hosting this thing for you all which takes time, resources and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here. Space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. So I've got a weird little side effect of climate change. Okay. Um, a body that investigators think was a victim of a 1980s homicide was found in a metal barrel in Lake Mead near Las Vegas. Sure. So Lake Mead is the, the lake behind the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Um, big dam, big concrete dam, cool thing. Um, <laughs> so previously submerged, obviously, the barrel was uncovered due to record low lake levels caused by the kind of awesomely named mega drought which is the actual name for this phenomenon uh it's the driest 20 year period in the region for the past 1200 years so oh my god so okay not a good thing that we're having a mega drought not a good thing that the climate is obviously fucking making everything self-destruct however the climate here has solved a crime yeah potentially well i mean it's it's created a problem for investigators now they have to do something but (laughs) It's created work. For it's created work, yeah. Um, so this rusted up barrel was embedded in the mud and was found by people walking along the shore of Lake Mead. Um, so naturally, they popped their heads in because, you know, it could be treasure or something cool like that. Um, and they discovered a skeleton. So, oh my fucking God. Yeah, I saw a photo of the barrel. I didn't see a photo of the, the, yeah. what was inside. Um, and yeah, it's just like kind of sitting there in the mud. The whole side of it's like rusted out. It's just like a... You know when I was like 44-gallon drums that people mm. like fires? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like one of those. Damn. So, yeah. Thank God for low lake levels. Well, yeah. <laughs> Joking, everyone. Well, it's not a good thing. No, it's not a really good thing. Um, it's really odd in the sense that the, had the lake never receded, we would never have discovered the body, Lieutenant Ray Spencer of the police department said on Monday. Um, the investigation could take years because the police are starting at square one. Uh, oh, so there was literally not even a crime like associated with this. It was oh, it's no, just like, a body. Yeah, they've just found no a, they've context. got no clues. Um, in the na- in the nineteen eighties, they didn't have like any DNA databases, so they can't even just like whip a bit of hair out and Shit. and cross reference it. 
Um, oh, wait, someone will make a fucking podcast series about this, won't they? Well, will it be us? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, I was um, going to say. Since the homicide happened in the 1980s, like near Las Vegas, mm-hmm. um, when the mob casinos like dominated the strip, investigators will definitely not rule out that the killing may have been mafia related. Shit. Um, so, I mean, that sounds something straight out of a gangster movie. Getting, putting someone in a barrel and throwing it in a lake. Netflix is trying to like get their fucking ratings up. Like maybe they'll. Oh yeah, maybe it's a publicity stunt. I mean, it sucks for whoever. Ended up in the barrel. Well, naturally. Um, but yeah, there could be... Could be the hangover part five. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I cut that if you want, but... No, nah, I kind of like it. Go okay. on, Ruby. I'm brave today. <clears throat> and Nick, okay, I see a title here that says Delta Kills 5 Million Bees. And I'm thinking Delta the Variant? Delta oh. the Airline. Oh! Genuinely, I was like, holy fuck. COVID wrecks everything. They're killing the bees. Even kind of worse, the airline. Delta the airline. Yeah, Delta the airline. So if you live in Alaska and you're looking forward to some lovely fresh fruit this summer, um, you might be shit out of luck because millions of bees intended to pollinate this year's Alaskan apple crop have been cooked, basically, out on the tarmac of um, Atlanta Airport. Um, So the bees coming from California, they were ordered by beekeeper Sarah McElroy. Um, They usually take the straight route from Sacramento to Seattle, then up to Alaska. So... Basically, yeah. just up So, up someone's top. buying these bees. I didn't even know you bought bees. Yeah, yeah, you can buy bees. Oh, okay. Yeah, because bees aren't like native to mm-hmm. Alaska. So, I don't know. Maybe this is another human sort of yeah. trying to trying force. To fix. We also really need bees. So oh, bees are cool. Yeah, yeah. like everyone, don't bees. think we're not being sympathetic to bees because we really need them. Anyway, Nick, sorry I interrupted you. Um, yeah, so they usually just go straight up the side of the country. Um, according to Delta, they didn't fit on the Seattle bound plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were instead sent to Atlanta for a connecting flight. Um, <laughs> that sounds so funny also the so, fact that bees can fly but we're having to put them on a plane is just funny to it's me. hard to organise them to go that way yeah um, sort of similar to what happened to me this morning flight, flight <laughs> yeah. issues um, you need a sheep dog but for bees just fucking wrangle them. you need to stop talking <laughs> I know so when Sarah heard about this she knew something was up and immediately got on the blower to the Atlanta beekeeping community for help but for many of the bees it was too late so, I'm a bit confused when you say too late. How did the bees end up on the tarmac? So, Delta said that some of the bees escaped in the chiller that they were being housed in. <laughs> so, I mean, that's not an ideal situation either, let's be honest. No. And it wouldn't be ideal if they escaped on the plane. That's like snakes on a plane too, yeah. bees on a plane. Fuck, could you imagine that? Five million bees in your 737. Oh my god, no. So, they put the crates outside of the cargo building... Um, and on a nearly 30 degree day, it was too hot for the wee buzzers. Uh, the airline told Sarah that she would have to come and collect the bees herself or they would be left outside. Um, obviously, Sarah being in Alaska made that pretty difficult. So some of the bees got rehomed to beekeepers all over Atlanta, thanks to like the apparently very strong Atlanta beekeeping community. It's hard to say exactly how many were saved because it was sort of chaos and some escaped. Um, but they say many are struggling in the week following this, this uh, I don't know, tragedy, I guess. <laughs> this is a tragedy. It is, it is. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Um, I'm just trying to get the buzz on this story, eh? <laughs> you got a shush, honey. <laughs> Guys, none of them was scripted. No, I don't write any of them. None down. of them was scripted. I'm very proud of us. <laughs> Me! <laughs> Did you explain that? No, I didn't. That was so good. Um, so, Dad, just a quick little end note. 
Delta said on Friday that the airline was made aware of the shipment situation and quickly engaged the appropriate internal teams to assess the situation. We have taken immediate action to implement new measures to ensure events of this nature do not occur in the future. Um, so that's the most cop-out of a statement I've ever heard. I remember when I th- when a few people came forward and said that their wheelchairs had been lost or broken by mm. Delta, and very similar statement. It seems to be their get-out-of-jail, I don't know, free card. Mm. Um, could you imagine if five million, like, dogs or, like, puppies were, like, I know. killed by Delta? I bet they wouldn't be saying that. Literally. Anyway, from what I read, Sarah is going to get a new batch of bees from Sacramento, um... She's I mean, not... that's fine for Sarah getting the new bees, but all those bees that die. Yeah, I know, like five million, million, million. Yeah, that's fucked. Millions and millions and millions. That's fucked. Anyway, Luce, hit us with a good news story, please. I... All being pretty negative. Yeah, I will. Um, now, do you remember a few weeks ago on the podcast, I spoke about Ed Sheeran performing at that charity concert for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Bunch of celebrities got together and um, raised money by basically putting on a charity concert. Now, before this went ahead, a band, um, a really famous band from the UK called Antitola, they recorded a TikTok from the front lines of fighting the war and said to Ed Sheeran, like, we were one of the biggest bands. We have now stopped, obviously, doing our art, doing what we love, and we are serving on the front lines. We would love to live stream into the concert. Now, apparently the organisers of the concert turned them down to avoid association with the military. Dumb decision. Massive cop out. Like, sorry, but they're fucking fighting a war. Let them have this. Anyway, Ed Sheeran, who is just like notably lovely guy. His music is not that good anymore. We've got a whole episode on Culture Vulture about that. But that's not what this is about. Lovely dude. He has recorded and released a song with this band um, where proceeds go to the people of Ukraine. So the lead singer of the band actually said that he partly wrote the lyrics while he was serving as a medic on the front line. And also they partly filmed, um, half the music video is filmed over there as well. The song is called Two Step and it's actually like a pretty good song. Not that that even matters in the grand scheme of what the song's like doing for humanity or for the Ukrainian people. But it's actually a pretty good song. That's a good news story from me. I liked reading about it and I liked talking about it. I don't have a comment of the week. I'm just going to say it now. But do you? Uh, no. Okay, so I think the comment of the week... <laughs> all, the, all the comments I could see were on the Met Gala. Yeah. And people just saying, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I know. Like you hadn't covered it. Already. Like I hadn't covered it yeah. a lot. So, um comment of the week is maybe don't comment until you see what Lucy has already covered on the Instagram or in the newsletter or on the podcast. There is a chance that I will have covered it, but somewhere, somehow, I love you all. Nick, I'm exhausted. And I've got a plane to catch. So everyone, next time we talk to you, Nick will be in the States and I will still be on my bedroom floor. See you later. Bye. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.